This episode's part three of our three-part series, Leveraging the Power of an Ideal Client Avatar. And today we're going to be talking about using your avatar for content planning and effective copywriting. See you in a moment. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, hello, welcome back. We are on the home straight now with our three-part series. Um, Today, we're gonna be talking about customer avatar use cases and really getting into what you can use your avatar for in terms of really getting into content planning and effective copywriting. So in part one, just to recap, we looked at defining your ideal customer, why creating an ideal customer avatar actually matters, how to simplify the process and avoid common mistakes. And then in part two, we moved into the more practical process of constructing your buyer persona. And we walked through an ICA, Ideal Client Avatar creation exercise. And I shared a worksheet with you to keep going and go deeper. So if you haven't gone through all of that, that's the starting place because we can talk about content planning and copy, but we're really homing in on using your avatar as a driving force to create that resonant identity with the people that you're actually writing to and the messaging that you're using. And now in this final third part, we're going to focus on how to harness that avatar for content planning and copywriting. And it's going to bridge us into my next planned topics that dive deeper into how you create content and write great copy, but looking at it from a more strategic angle. So looking really about what's the intention of each piece, where does it fit into the customer journey, et cetera. I'm really looking forward to doing those episodes because they're really like my favorite topics. It all aligns beautifully with brand positioning and all of your pricing strategies even. It's all about just connecting in with your market. So we've already talked about an ICA as a key blueprint for your business and really started to build out some detail, not loads and loads of detail that isn't relevant, but really the detail that's going to help you write to a specific person or speak to a specific person and really using avatar-driven marketing and sales strategies. That was the grand plan. I hope that you got a lot out of it in the sense of getting some clarity and really understanding how to connect when you're writing, when you're writing a script or a speech or a talk, really connecting in with what what is it about those people? You know, what's their life like? What's going on for them? What are the challenges? When you really get that framework or avatar blueprint into play, that's when you reap the benefits on the practical task of writing some content or writing copy. 
your emails or whether it's an article, it doesn't really matter. It's just thinking about what's the purpose, what's the audience and what's the occasion. So we talked a bit about why a customer avatar is important. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, it's a bit of a process that I can kind of just go through quickly and I'll come back to. But, you know, then you come up and get really stuck. You get really stuck with that blank piece of paper in terms of topics because you're not really thinking from your customer's perspective. You're thinking about your own expertise and your topic list and what I can write about today. And so you really want to flip that on its head. So once you've got an avatar, it becomes so much easier and you really can get into connecting and just like having a conversation with your ideal customer. So essentially, this ideal customer avatar is a working picture of who you serve that you can use to make decisions about your offer and your marketing and your sales pitch. And I realized in the other sessions, and I think I said this, that I am probably laboring the point quite a lot, but you know, it's, it's so important. There's so many misconceptions and myths about avatars. And so a lot of people have just really been put off by putting the time and effort in. And I wanted to open up that box so that you don't fall into the common traps when creating marketing personas. So if you haven't gone through that, I um, hope I'm selling it to you. <laughs> I really suggest that you do that because it's going to help an absolute ton. And, you know, even fleshing it out a little bit is going to give you a huge jump start on any lead magnets, content marketing, emails, other communication that you're doing with prospective customers right now. You're going to get to resonate better. You're going to have higher return on investment and you're going to close more sales. So if that's not risk to do it, then I don't know what is. And we also talked about the fact that your ideal customer, your avatar is already a client. So the best place to start really getting into the demographic, but most importantly, the psychographic is to start with your very best clients. So if you went to part two and did the exercise, you should have ended up with a worksheet that gives you some kind of blueprint for your ideal avatar. And it should start you off on the process of content planning and copywriting. And you may have culminated that workshopping with creating your visual representation of your avatar as well with some of the tools that I gave you, which is where you bring your avatar to life. Okay, so what we're going to do in this episode is move into application, how to use your ideal client avatar to inform and drive all of your content planning and copy. So let's just get crystal clear on what are we doing this for? Remember what an ICA is good for and why you need it. So if you need to go back and really get motivated, go to part one for that. You also want to get crystal clear appreciating how someone feels if you truly know and understand them. So when you focus every piece of content and every conversation on your ICA, you're going to attract and engage that perfect person. And imagine the customer journey path also from your avatar's perspective. What level of awareness have they got that you need to start with? And how do you kind of move them forward in terms of what they need to know, understand and believe in order to be open to your offer or to working with you? And most of all, 
use your ICA to keep different parts of your business aligned. Sometimes people have different kinds of offers that serve different segments of the audience, or there's a progression where people will start with something foundational and move up to working with you at a higher or deeper level. Believe it or not, people online want to connect to a real person. And it it does you no good, really, if your resonant identity is aligned with, say, Avatar 1, let's say women over 65, but your offer and your path are misaligned. For example, you're, you're taking them through a funnel and messaging that's geared towards younger consumers, or you're sharing content on a platform that is more frequented by younger people than your demographic. Now, what we've done last episode is one simple exercise, and you can see we only scratched the surface in a quick brainstorm, but keep working on it and talk to people because that's one of the best ways to build this out. When people are talking about their challenges and pain and desires, you want to capture that problem language, their words, their phrases, the expressions that they use. As well as creating your ideal customer avatar, one thing I haven't mentioned in the earlier episodes is about creating negative personas as well. Your marketing budget and time's limited, so it's important you don't waste it marketing to people who will never buy from you or will buy maybe only once. That's why negative personas are also important. Just as you need to know how to spot an ideal customer, you need to know how to recognize an unideal customer and avoid putting your message in front of them. A negative persona helps you do exactly that. Just as a normal persona profiles the characteristics and habits of people you want to attract, a negative persona does the same thing for the people you want to repel or avoid. So you know what kind of messages and environments to refrain from, right? We did cover this a little bit when we did the exercise and on the worksheet when I was asking you about to list your your 10 clients that you actually, and then to put a star on the ones that you actually enjoy working with, but also to really note the ones that you don't enjoy working with. And they're the ones that are going to help you to create that set of criteria about who you want as a client and also to create some marketing around what isn't a fit for you. What you don't want to do is sit in your back cave trying to figure this out on your own. You can start with data you have and things you know, and you can go back through past client calls and discovery conversations. You can gather fresh up-to-date information. Important because there's an awful lot that's changing out there in the big wide world. So no business can afford to rest on our laurels based on what we knew from years ago or even one year ago. And when you continuously improve your awareness and currency of your target market and particularly your ideal customer avatar, you get a much closer alignment and a much deeper connection because you're able to layer in more nuanced languaging. And what that means in practice is that the copy you write to connect and nurture your audience will get much better engagement and much better conversions. I've helped a lot of people to go full deep on this to create what's often called a messaging map or messaging platform. A messaging map or messaging platform is essentially a document that describes what your business or company should say about itself. 
It's not necessary, but if you're in a muddle, it's very useful to map stuff out in my experience. And by copy, I mean everything from your website to your emails. And well, basically everything that you do with your avatar work is going to help improve the performance of all of the touch points in your customer journey, be it landing pages, sales letters, proposals, videos, webinars, right through to your sales conversations and customer service auto replies. Because your avatar gives you a really detailed blueprint, both for your marketing strategy and content plan in general, and for the copy you use to drive people from one touch point to the next. In the grand scheme of things, ICA work is at the heart and soul of your business and underpins all of your targeting, positioning, messaging, branding, offers and pricing. Are you motivated now to really make sure that you're doing this effectively? I hope so, because it really is one of the ultimate leveraged business strategies that you can do, even though it's foundational. When you think about the work that you may be doing or have done on your ideal client avatar, the most obvious rule you're following is that of niching down, which means narrowing your audience. Now, this goes beyond just selecting one segment of a particular market or industry. It means really specialising. Here are a few for instances. You may work with technical companies, but you specialise in working with manufacturing businesses and help them with something specific like logistics. You may work with female entrepreneurs, but you specialise working with women business owners over 50 or mompreneurs who have particular challenges in managing their energy or maybe money mindset, something specific. You may work with leaders, but you specialize working with those who are new to a leadership role or early career professionals. And once you've clarified things at that layer, it's way easier and clear how to go deep in your messaging to get to their specific pain points and challenges and relate that back to what you do to help them and why it's important to those specific people and what specifically it changes for them in their situation. And that's where you'll have the biggest aha moment about the offer that's right for them and right for them right now, which is why you should constantly be doing market research in the sense of a new offer or just being really in tune with the environment in which your people are working and the the new as well as the old challenges that are coming up for them. Over the pandemic, we've seen and are still seeing some significant shifts in priorities for people, what businesses are facing, what customers want. And that's very different to what they wanted five years ago, two years ago, even three to six months ago in some cases. So one of the next things that I find quite useful to work on with people is mind mapping. Mind mapping the core versus the wider positioning of your offers. So if you need more clarity, create this mind map and and think about it about like a target board, like concentric circles, where your brand positioning is the whole target board and your current or core offer is the bullseye. It really helps you get focused and cut through all the bits to find that really important bits for what you're focusing on promoting. Tell your avatar's story and bring them to life. 
Give her a name. Alliteration is key to keep the avatar memorable, like career coach Kathy or hectic Henry. Find an appropriate stock photo or use one of the avatar generators I mentioned last episode. And create a story illustrating her hopes, desires and fears. You have to put yourself in your customer's shoes, understand their pain points, fears and desires. Because by doing this, you can better create content that will resonate with your audience and get you new customers. Have you started creating the avatars for your business yet? Have you got names? Think about any conversations you've had with people who are your ideal customer. How do they talk about what they need? Where do they look for answers and guidance? Imagine it's your avatar. What would Jerry be reading or watching? Now imagine what they might type into their browser. Google the question you think your avatar would ask when looking for help with their problem. Build your content themes and topics and point of view marketing around these questions. And we'll go into more next episode on how to be strategic creating your content and planning out your content. But today, I just want to talk about how you go about creating amazing content for your target audience. Here are a few important tips to help you get started. Number one, identify questions your avatar might ask. Think about any market research conversations you've had. How does your ideal customer talk about what they need? What are they searching for? How does your avatar ask about their problem or challenge? I like to Google the question that I think my avatar asks when they're looking for help with a specific problem. But if you're drawing a blank thinking about questions people search for, there are some great tools that you can use that will give you a really good steer on your content topics and keywords to use for search engine optimization or SEO purposes. So here's four that I find quite useful for this purpose. Number one is answerthepublic.com. Number two, alsoasked.com. Number three, keywordspeopleuse.com. Pretty obvious, right? And usetopic.com forward slash people also ask. Okay, so tip number two is to find topics your target audience cares about. Before you start creating content, you need to find out what topics your target audience really cares about. The best way to do this is by doing some research and paying attention to the things that they're talking about online. This is an excellent opportunity to take a second look at your target audience's pain points. What can you do to help them make that pain go away? So tip number three is to research the kind of content they prefer. Once you've got a good understanding of the topics your target audience cares about, you can start to think about the kind of content that you can create. You'll want to make sure you're creating content that's interesting and useful to them. You can also do this by thinking about the types of challenges they're trying to solve or the goals they're trying to achieve. But in particular here, you're looking at how they prefer to learn in terms of are they visual? Do they like to read? Do they like to watch? Do they prefer to listen? Do they want something animated or interactive? Tip number four is to align with your ideal customer's level of awareness. We talked about this earlier, but basically thinking about whether or not you want to make the effort and put the time in to 
bring people up to speed? Or are you working with people who are very highly aware of what the problem is and what the solution is? If you target the unaware or just the symptom aware market, then you've got a bigger pool to play in, but you have to do the work to bring them along and actually educate them, which is fine, but it takes longer, obviously, for them to get to the point where they really click and they really see that what you offer is, is matching to what their problem is. So in a nutshell, the unaware, they're blissfully ignorant of their need, however serious, so they won't understand the benefits of what you're about or what you do. So this group is really, really tough not to crack, right? So it's probably not worth to go after people that you have to drag kicking and screaming and tell them why they need what you're selling. It's, it's just a little bit wasteful of your efforts. The symptom aware people, they are experiencing symptoms. So they'll recognize it when you talk to them about symptoms, but they've not really understood the cause. So telling them about the problem or the solution is not going to resonate with them at all. They're just walking around with with a symptom. The problem aware people are aware, obviously, they've got a problem and they might be aware that they've got a desire for the solution as well. So they might be kind of quite open and motivated to fix their problem. And the solution aware people are the very small little bit of the market that everyone goes after because they are very aware of their problem. They've begun seeking solutions for it and they maybe even misdiagnose the real problem. So there's, again, a, still an education piece that you can apply to help them, but they might be looking for the wrong solution. So sometimes there can be a little bit of course correction required, which for certain personalities can come over as you know being told something that they don't believe. So you know this is where if you're a coach or a consultant, sometimes you have to coach them to you know, set their misconceptions aside and to really understand what's going on. And tip number six is to create content for different parts of the funnel. And this aligns with the level of awareness as well, because when creating the content, it's crucial to think about the different parts of how people find you and move through your funnel from discovery to building a relationship and trust. Now, not all content's created equal, so you'll want to make sure you're targeting the right content to the right people in this respect. Now, at the top of the funnel, you'll want to focus on creating content that allows people to discover you. It's going to be interesting, compelling, there's going to be a good hook and introduces your target audience as well to your product or service. But as you move down the funnel, you want to focus more on creating content that's very specific and builds a relationship, gets them to know, like, and trust you, but also helps your target customer understand how your product or service can help them solve their challenges or reach their goals. Just a quick example on email nurturing, because really that's the place where you're often building the relationship bridge and that know, like, and trust that just mentioned. So for email marketing, for nurturing purposes, think about the series of messages you're creating as a conversation you'd have with your avatar. Be sure that when you're drafting your emails, you imagine your ideal person sitting next to you. Imagine your avatar, what would you actually say to them? And then write as you'd speak. Don't over-formalize the language that you use because it really lands much easier with people and creates more of an emotional connection. 
Remember the old adage, it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right? Well, think about what would grab your ICA's attention. What's a hot button for them? Check that you're truly meeting them where they're at in terms of the level of awareness and their understanding of what you're talking about. Help them see their problem or challenge in a new light. Add some perspective, add your point of view, because they might not be clear on the benefits of your offer or they might have heard other people talking about this particular problem, but you can't assume that they'll just get it. And the final thing is to make sure you've got a clear call to action or CTA, something of benefit, something compelling or inviting or intriguing. One thing I see people overlook in a piece of content or copy is guiding or telling people what to do next. Let them know what you're suggesting as the next action step and why that's a good idea. That is what's in it for them that they might benefit from. I'd like to wrap up now just by reiterating the top three benefits of creating your ICA, your avatar. By way of a recap, these are really helpful to get crystal clear on your ideal customer and make sure that they align with the three steps that you need for marketing. And these are places where people get really, really stuck. And with a strong ECA, just becomes so much easier. So number one is understanding your ideal customer. Number two is finding your ideal customers. And number three is connecting with your ideal customers. Now, all of the information you're building around your avatar is going to help you understand, find and connect better with your perfect people. Start with the demographics and figure out all of the basic personal information. This will give you a detailed look at why your customers behave the way they do. And then dig deeper and think about the psychology behind these people. Consider their goals, values, concerns, challenges and lifestyle. Figure out where your customers are likely to spend most of their time gaining information, learning and connecting with like-minded other people. By combining everything, you're going to create a customer persona that gives you so much information. You can even create a fun cartoon to go with it. Now, instantly you breathe life into your avatar and your buyer persona and you give them a more personal feel. When you personify your ideal customer, your perfect person, you'll know exactly how to talk to them, how to market, how to advertise your products and services to appeal directly to this specific perfect person. And it really helps you save money during marketing. You'll only be spending time and paying for things and using ideas that's going to work rather than wasting it on concepts that don't appeal to your ideal people. It's like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks, right? So in the next episode, we're going to go much deeper into content marketing and that side of it. And then we'll turn to copywriting. I want to help you develop a content strategy that will totally fit both your strengths and your potential client customer's journey and how they like to consume content. So bringing everything together and being super strategic. And then we'll turn to the job of copy and give you some copywriting frameworks for how to really connect with your ideal target audience and move them to engage with you and become hyper responsive. So lots of great stuff coming up. Till the next time, ciao ciao from me. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? 
did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.